Oh, snap. Oh, my God. It is about to happen again. I love this song. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to the Gentleman's <laughs> Dojo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here on so the excited. ATC. On the ATC. All things comedy, my friend. Okay, let's not get street. I'm seeing a little too much of you, by the way. You're from the suburbs of Detroit. Yeah. Let's lose with the ATC. Motown, though, that's where this whole thing originated. That's true, Which yeah. Which you went to, Mo- It's so funny. You actually, I lived in Michigan for years and years and years, never visited the little Motown Center, and you were there and did go. Well, there was no reason for you to be there. I mean, Why? you didn't have to go there to sell merch. <laughs> for you? For anybody. <laughs> so merch. I do love a, this song. Get a hand job out of it. Well, um, going back to episode number four. I believe, let's yeah. Not, yeah, listen. These are supposed to be standalone episodes, just in case anybody didn't hear that one, which could be everybody. <laughs> uh, this is episode number five. This is our fifth episode. Boy, yeah. we are going crazy. I mean, this is maybe one of the highest rated shows on the channel. You mean on the ATC? On the ATC, as yeah, you yeah, call yeah. it? Yeah. We're, I, I got Suck. like 18 calls this weekend from okay. other networks trying to lure us. Okay, Gary. And that's give or take 18. <laughs> a small, small little. Uh, what are you popping right now? Viagra. No, seriously. What Get you... over here. <laughs> what are you putting? Vitamins. Okay. Yeah, everything's good. How yeah. are you? Great. That must be really sexy. <laughs> well, you know, we to, listen to be on the road and have your pill, all your pills lined up by by the days of the week. We, uh, I do have a pill case, which yeah. is how you know you hit the end of the road. Although, listen, I mean, you're forty. I don't know what you're doing. It's acting like you're a fucking spring chicken. You're well, I'm in older. good shape. You look like a cubicle worker. No, I'm in good shape. <laughs> ah, Gary, good shape. You don't shape. go to the gym? You don't go to the gym? I don't need to. I have a good you... metabolism and really? I jump rope. Yeah. That's but... my thing on the road. I jump rope and I do my burpees and that's kind of it. But those people who say they have good metabolism. But you just burp. Ten years down the road, you're going to be slinging a gut. I guarantee you. I have a good feeling. You mean you? Me throw me around. You mean you? Can we just talk you're, about- are, Would you say you're slinging a gut? I, do I have a gut? Gary. Small. Gary. Small little gut. Aaron, will you take a look at this? Honestly, stand up Check and pull it up out. your Check shirt. Check it out. Don't suck it in. No, Gary, don't suck it I'm in, not. dude. I'm that not. is... Gary, he's such a lying piece of shit. Aaron saw me... Dude, you sucked that I in. I did not. So you can tell not. when you... I Aaron, saw you holding you saw your me, breath. Aaron saw me last... <laughs> if I was holding my breath, I'd be passed out right now. Ugh. But Aaron saw it last week when I was fully exposed. Correct, Aaron? He has a yeah. gut, Correct. <laughs> okay. You know what's even funnier? We, we, I literally, we have a, a. Gary, you look at Rosie O'Donnell and like, man, if I could just get to that. I, <laughs> we literally have a wiener dog that's like 18 pounds overweight. Yeah. And he, his belly just drags on the ground when we take him out for a walk. So when you bring him inside, his belly's just all wet and full of gravel. So I feel like that that's the perfect match for me. That that's all he wants to do is sleep all day. That's your benchmark. That's my benchmark right oh, there. A wiener good. dog. Good By the way, pills. the only reason you know that I have a pill case is because here the fact go. that you, well, I'm just telling you because here we go. This man here to my right uh, does not sell enough tickets in certain cities, <laughs> and ridiculous. by certain cities, by certain cities, I mean all cities, uh, <laughs> which basically means I, uh, in essence, have to share a hotel room with you, uh, and that's how you saw my pill case. You saw my pill case and my pill splitter. <laughs> I had to come down the line. Because well, we just got back from Philadelphia, which was awesome. We were just in Philadelphia. So we much fun. We performed at uh, Helium Comedy Club. Great club. One of my new favorites. Yeah. I, I mean, the staff was amazing. Everybody was great. We went to Gino's Cheesesteaks literally Man. every night after. the And after the first night, Friday night, we had a yeah. few pops. 
Yep. We go to Gino's. It's four in the morning. We wake up the next day. What do we say to each other? Well, we we got back to the hotel room Friday night at probably four a.m. Went to yeah. bed. Probably didn't wake up the next day till two p.m. Yeah. And I remember we went and grabbed lunch, and both of you, you and I, are like. No way, early night. We have 7 a.m. flights on Sunday. No drinking. No drinking, no Geno's. No Back to the room after we two gotta shows. Feel healthy. Yeah, let's do it. Then. Flash forward. Fla- fla- <laughs> flash forward to after the first show, you're like, hey, I'm going to head next door to grab a drink. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What about the little rule we made earlier in the day? <laughs> you're like, I'm just saying I'm drinking, but no shots. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's <laughs> that the was disclaimer. My that yeah. was the disclaimer right there. So then, after about three or four beers, after second show, out come the shots. Yep. Uh, although then we did shots. Then we started doing shots, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, listen, this we is our final go night now. in Philly. We got to yeah. go to Gino's." And and we should set this up by you know, uh, G- well, Gino was the original owner, the dad, and yes. then his son now runs the company, and you're good friends with him. So he gives us this great grandiose tour. We sit in the back. We sit at the little chef's table that they have back the there. VIP booth or whatever it is. Everything yeah. is taken care of. It really is the best way to go. He, could, he, he couldn't be a nicer guy, but yeah. he's a huge comedy fan as well. So that's why he's never heard of you, which is ironic. <laughs> he's and a huge he's... comedy fan, but he came to see us anyway that weekend. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, his car broke down in front of Helium. He's like, fuck okay, it. Gary. I'll wait here until AAA comes. Yeah. Uh, but he's, I mean, just first rate. And, I mean, we were trying just every different kind. I mean, the the, the regular cheesesteak, because I'm sure well, a lot of Well, there's the Whiz Wit, right. which means you get the cheese Whiz with onions. Yeah. Or you get Whiz without, which is no onions. But we got the Whiz Wit. We were like, go for it. And yeah. then he brought out the Milano. Which was brand was new. Like roasted so tomatoes, oh. provolone. That was yeah. delicious. And then it was the uh, – I'm, like, getting starving to think about it. And then the uh, roasted pork. I took <laughs> – I don't want to – I'm just admitting this now. You but ate I, three. Well, I, I, I ate two, and then I took the other one in the bathroom and fucked it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> if you've never fucked a Geno's cheese But you steak. ate three, and you're the one here sitting here today saying, I don't have a gut. Shut up, Gary. It was you're so good. But there is that rivalry because Pat's – the other big cheesesteak places right across the street. So everybody's right. like, oh, Pat's is better. Gino's is better. I mean, I do think they're both. I've never eaten Pat, but I mean, they're they're they both seem great, I'm sure. Yeah, there's lines out both of them. But the thing that Gino says is that they they get along. You know, the, mm. there's like a friendly, I guess, rivalry. But I, I don't think there really is between the owners. I think it's just the people of Philadelphia that choose which one or the other. That's why Pittsburgh's great because Pittsburgh only has one, the Permani Brothers sandwich. But I think I think if you ask locals in Philly about those two, they would both probably say, "Oh, I wouldn't go there." Because I mean, that's kind of like people in San it's Francisco don't go to Fisherman's Wharf, or you know what I mean? Like, right, right, yeah. But yeah, I think that, I think you get the locals. Look, when you go there, like when we went there, you see guys getting off at like Con Ed or whatever. Or like Time Warner, and, yeah. You know, there's guys dressed up that just got done with work that are going there. So you get your fair share of locals. It is and so weird going to that place, by the way, because you're driving down these streets. All of a sudden, they make that left turn, and it looks like Vegas because it, it literally is lit up. It's a residential neighborhood. It's and then, crazy. Yeah. It's lit up. You got these big neon signs. It looks like the MGM and then the Mandalay Bay. It's like this very cool scene. Like you make that turn, you're like, oh my god, there they are. Yeah, it's like the MGM Iconic. for heartburn. <laughs> it is pretty iconic. But uh, we had a great time in Philly. It was a lot of fun. Philly was great. Um, and that's the great thing about going to different cities, too, is that you, you're like, as soon as I land, I'm going to Geno's. As soon as I land right. in Pitt, I'm going to Permani Brothers. And Permani Brothers, I, take, I took you there. And that is literally my favorite sandwich in the country. But we talked about this, too, because we were up in San Francisco not too long ago, and there was that other place that had the sandwiches. Yeah, I forget that. I think it's like 
DiGi- it's not DiGiorno, right? I, I forget. It's like something <laughs> brothers. DiGiorno. Yeah. That's the the frozen pizza at Albertsons. Yeah, it's not delivery. It's, <laughs> it's DiGiorno. You're like the DiGiorno of comedy. I am? Yeah. How does that mean? What does that mean? Because like most people, when they want to order a pizza, they order a fresh hot, and then you're just sitting there in the freezer. We stale. really have. There's that a freezer burn. The thing just is, with our podcast, oven, it's going to suck. It tastes like we, cardboard. We but have, fuck it. We have 30 minutes. I'm hungry. It's you're like, like the. <laughs> you're like the. I'm really hungry of comedy. Just, like, just get, yeah, I'll take it. I I wish at some point we could get our own rooms. If you could just attain. Oh, you've maybe, had your room plenty, of t- and I've sprung for your, and I offered to get you your own room, oh. but the one night it was sold out, and you said, you know what, let's just crash together, because the minute you open up the drapes, you saw the view. <laughs> Which was of the parking lot. Yeah. I was like, you know you made it. That James Corden appearance obviously was a big thing for you. Okay, here we go. But um, I, but we were just talking about great gigs, and obviously Helium is great. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so funny you are mentioning the hotel being sold out. Uh, did, you, did you know Scott Kennedy? He was a big military guy. He did a lot of USO tours for the troops. Yeah. Super nice guy. Died too early. Died a few years ago. He was a good friend. And basically, he has a great story about when he was going to a gig, the, the club manager said, hey, that hotel I normally put you up at, the Hilton, is sold out this weekend. So unfortunately, i got to put you up at the La Quinta. Right. So as he was driving to the La Quinta, he called the Hilton. And <laughs> the, the Hilton was like, we have a ton of rooms here available. So obviously, the manager was just bullshitting him. <laughs> so he calls up the manager. And the manager says, uh, there's no way. That, and he's like, no, I'm just going to go check in, and then we'll switch credit cards at some point. It was just like, these guys, they're so cheap. And I know that you've dealt with so many of these guys yeah. you know, because you've obviously been doing it a lot longer with you know much less to show for it. And you obviously know you know how these gigs work. I mean, well, there's a million yeah, of them. You're, you're correct. I'm, basically what you're saying is I'm a headliner. <laughs> yes. As a headliner, yes, Gary, I have been through the gauntlet. Of it all, but you look. We've all had bad gigs. We've all yeah. had rough patches. Uh, what, what was one of your worst gigs? Oh wow! I mean, I used to get. I used to, because I was friends with a lot of the managers at the improv clubs. I was managed. I was friends with the manager at Irvine and Brea. So they would obviously get these calls during the day and be like, "Hey, do you know a comic that could fit this little thing that we're going to do, like mm-hmm. during the day or whatever?" So I got a call from somebody that wanted me to to do comedy at their Fourth of July pool party. For an apartment complex, they oh. wanted me to do twenty minutes. I think it was five hundred bucks, which great little gig for you know outdoors Fourth of July outdoors pool Fourth party. of July Just, pool party disaster written all over it. They it wanted me reeks to do, of comedy. They wanted me to do twenty minutes, so I get down there and you're I, complaining about sharing a hotel room with me in Philly. You can go fuck yourself, Gary. Piece of shit. And I get there, and my caricature <laughs> picture is all over the apartment complex at the mailboxes. It's everywhere, right? So no one's coming. So <laughs> so I get to the pool, right? Tons of kids in the pool, right? And the adults are kind of off to the sides on the wings. Well, that, that's perfect doing... for you because you are known back home as Gary Amber Alert Cannon. <laughs> this is the face you think of when <laughs> yeah. you see that sitting Ford in a van SUV. with binoculars. Yeah, yeah. So I get to the pool party. They say do twenty minutes. So I get out there. I don't, I don't even remember. I don't think there's a microphone. Not much of anything. I get out there. I start performing. I, I, I said, "Do we have any uh, single people here?" And like a, a, a an eight year old in the pool starts clapping, and then <laughs> another eight year old jealous. He's not single. He's got a girlfriend. And, and that's th- when you went, oh, fuck. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, where is she? Uh, <laughs> does she have a Facebook? Um, no. So then I'm getting heckled by these eight year olds, right? I then look over to the side where the adults are, and one of the adults says, "You have 13 minutes left." Oh. So obviously this guy knew my contract. He's on the clock. He's watching. And, and yeah. was watching to see how many minutes I had left. So within, I don't know, another three after that, so now I'm 10 minutes in, I feel kind of this sharp edge around my waist. And I look, and they have that pool hook. 
the adults, not the kids, the adults have a pool hook yeah. that they would throw in to help one of the drowning kids that's around my waist, and they're yanking me off the deck of the pool. And 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 then the other guys giving me the wrap it up like they have yeah. the showbiz terms under the, their wings, and I literally just get pulled off. I see that off to the side they have like a huge spread of desserts, which I'm all into. Yeah. And I literally grab my money and run like hell out the door because I'm just like <laughs> it was so embarrassing to get a hook around my waist. I'm like this is – and I remember driving back from Irvine back to L.A. <laughs> just so embarrassed that this was how I spent my 4th of July. It was so bad. Oh. Well, it, it's kind of what – it is – what your act deserves, to be very <laughs> honest. Not only the booking, but the a, treatment. A pool hook? Yeah. Right. You right. just gave me a few ideas. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the next time I perform in a strip mall with you, next it week. is next to a pool supply. <laughs> next oh, week. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I've looked at your calendar, Steve. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd tone it down. <laughs> okay. How about, how about when you're doing warm-up, audience warm-up? Uh, have there been some... Pretty atrocious uh, situations that have occurred for you. Well, you know, I think when you first start doing warm up, you're trying to do anything to fill time because you just don't. You know, obviously now I have a ton of time, but like if you well, looking back years ago, you know, my very first gig that I had was Cry Kilborn, and mm-hmm. that's how we met. That's how, yes, absolutely. And so yeah. I didn't know if there were times I was going to do ten minutes and he was coming out. It's so or funny because we met ten years ago, and you're still warming up for me. That is true, and making more money now than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, do you, have you taught saying? have you taught your kids the word foreclosure yet? Do they know? <laughs> does 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 your little daughter know about taking public transportation soon enough? Well, have when you, these funny bone gigs. Have don't you work taught out? your wiener dog that drags its <laughs> belly along the sidewalk uh, the what gravel. the word eviction means? Because foreclosure means you own something. Next time, I want you to come to the one. The only thing you own, by the way, is a Donkey Kong arcade game that is yeah. in your rented apartment. Go what's, fuck yourself. What's wrong with that? So, okay. When, when we were when we were on Killborn, I had to do a bunch of time. Whether it was ten minutes, twenty five, you just never knew how long he was going to be before he came out. Other shows now working at Conan, you know exactly the time. It's all programmed. It runs like a well oiled machine. But right. with Killborn, you just didn't know. So I would do anything just to kill the time. One of the things that I did was we were in this. We talked about this on another podcast, but. Uh, Kilborn taped in the same building as The Price is Right. We were on right. two. Price is Right was on one. So my whole thing was, hey, I'm going to pick members out of the audience. We're going to play The Price is Right. Come on down, music. Let's see how your reaction is when you come down our stairs, jump on down to our floor, and I'm going to pick the craziest member and give you a prize. So I started doing it. I had another buddy of mine who was – And do you consider that material? Just no. Real quick? Okay. No, I consider that cashing a $1,000 check. <laughs> <laughs> Eviction. Keep going. So, so we did this, and a buddy of mine who's a veteran of warm-up said, hey, listen, i got to be honest with you. That that has bad things written all over it. He yeah. said, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody, There's problems written all over it. And I was like, listen, old man, you know, I'm, I'm the new guy. I'm the new generation of warm-up. <laughs> the, the new generation of warm-up. Warm yeah, you do. Scorching Hollywood. Yeah, you do your magic. Read about me in Variety. No. You do what your bullshit you want to do. This, yeah. this is the new wave, and eventually you're going to be doing it, and I'm going to charge you because you're ripping me off. So Very he, cocky for an audience warm-up. For been doing it three weeks. Yeah. So I did it one day. A guy comes running down the stairs uh, between the uh, top stair of the – or the bottom stair of the the, show, the audience yeah. and the, the floor – fell the wrong way he oh. hits the bottom floor the wrong way and he twists his ankle oh and all of a sudden he's like ah! <laughs> this guy's in like a lot of pain yeah. a lot of pain 
And uh, so all of a sudden, like, everybody in the audience sees this, and he's yelling, like, hey, do you guys have a doctor here on staff? And I know that oh. we do, I'm sure, somewhere, but I'm not bringing him up, and I'm not causing chaos to a show that I just did. So I literally just brought him back up to the audience, and I gave him a CD, and I said, I'll be right back with you. And I never went back to that side <laughs> of the audience Gary. again. And I don't know what happened to the guy. I think his leg got amputated. I'm not too sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he did get a CD. He got, like, an Adele CD. So all oh, was good. good. And then I remember another time I was working I was, I was working at Carson Daly, and I wasn't uh, paying attention to the show. Right. And he had on uh, – Carson had on um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I was just in the audience not paying attention, and all of a sudden I was like, i got to get something going here. There's just dead energy in here. So all of a sudden I just started applauding, and the audience applauded with me, and Carson looks up, and he's like, who's applauding her dog dying? <laughs> like I just – I wasn't even like paying attention and like just threw it Are out you there. serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just started <laughs> – I was up at the top stair, and I just started applauding, and it wasn't even – in reference to a story. And then right. another time at Carson, I remember we used to get bands on that nobody really knew of. And I remember... It's so funny because before you tell this story, like normally when comics, we all talk at night or we're bull- bullshitting yep. at a bar or whatever. We always talk about how Carson is the greatest. And you've, you've said that many times too, but you always talk about Carson Daly. Carson Daly. You're thinking, yeah. <laughs> you're thinking I was working on Johnny Carson? <laughs> no. All the comics appreciate Johnny Carson. Right. You're like, right. Carson, Carson and I, I, One day I go, dude, no, we're talking about Johnny Carson. You're right. Like, Oh, no, Carson Daly's the greatest. No, (laughs) Gary, no. Different Carson. Yeah. So I remember one time we used to get all these bands on, and sometimes we wouldn't have the best audiences, so I would pump up the band as well as I could. Now, why didn't you have the best audiences? Because Sullivan and Son wasn't around at that time. So, you know, because obviously, you know, our our <laughs> group of negligence needed a new forum. Right. Which I ran into them yeah. three years later at your show. Um, well, the buck does not stop here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gary. So I remember one time they uh, – so I pumped up this band, whatever the band was. I was like, guys, you're going to be great. You're going to love them. I heard them in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely going to blow you away. All of a sudden, this group of people start forming on the stage, and I say, how about a round of applause? Here they are, guys. Let's make some noise for the band. And the executive producer looks over at me, and he starts shaking his head, and he's like, that's the roadies. So it's like (laughs) I literally went on this tear of setting up how this band was great. You're going to love them, and I had no fucking idea who they were. Do you? I mean, do you pay attention? No. No. I feel like I have the beats down. No. The beats down? I guess I did. Of seeming to? I guess, you know, who knows that I, I would have thought that Jennifer Love Hewitt's dog dying was a big deal. I thought it deserved a celebratory applause. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, dying deserves a celebratory applause, it would be you in Philly this past weekend. I, no. I made yeah. out with a 65 year old lady. You did make show. out with a 65 year old I sure did. I took disgusting. one for the team. And she wanted to throw some tongue in there, and I, I was you the, did the gentleman. At the end. I, I did a little bit at the you end. You did at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But she looked like a female version of you. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Older. Like you kissing yourself. Older. Yeah. She was very horny, by the way. <laughs> very horny. You remember her. Yeah. What about you? What is your kind of like worst? Uh, I, I think one of the worst I ever had was I performed at this club called Captain Brian's down in Florida. Sure, I've been Marco there. Marco Island. Yep. Many comics know about it. And um, I, it was my first and only time there. I went and performed there. And by the way, we're, we're about that 20 minute mark. Do you yeah, wanna, I was going to take gonna, over. Let's, yeah, let's do it. I'll do it really quickly. I think what what our show is definitely known for, and I'm sure the fans know this, is we love giving stuff away. We always get sponsors. They always call us up over the weekend. Well, you're used to as a warm-up, you want to give people things for them to like. Want to give a lot of free I just stuff let away. my material stand for my, but whatever. Anyways, good. <laughs> Whatever's good for you. Uh, we always like to give stuff away. We get tons of people calling, emailing us saying, hey, we want to be part of this, this great machine. We want to give our product away to your fans. Mm-hmm. This week, no different. We've been giving away 
TVs, Xboxes, iPads, everything that you can imagine. Right. We are the best buy of podcasting at yeah, all if you comedy. If you enjoy sitting with us, laughing. Let's do it. Killing time. This week, bored. no electronics, though. We're no. doing food. We're oh. doing a six-month free supply of Omaha Steaks. Are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be great. I love, you've had them, right? Yeah. So good. Awesome. So good. So we're giving away a six-month supply. We're switching up. We're going from electronics to food. Okay. We're going to do a six-month supply. All you got to do, be caller 18, phrase Call that 18. pays, and we, ready, will, Aaron? we will give them to you. All right. Six-month supplies. Yeah. Aaron, let us – give us the clue. All right. So um, Captain Brian's. I go to Captain Brian's, and I, I get a call Friday – from my agent saying, hey, they want to add a second show on Saturday. Are you down? I'm thinking, oh, ticket sales must be okay, right, Gary. Ticket sales <laughs> must be pretty good. All right. Sweet. Let's add that second show. And they go, they want to pay you uh, $250. So I'm like, $250? No, that's really low. If you're going to add a second show, I want more, a lot more than that. I want my rate. Give sure. me my rate. So so we go back and forth, and it's it's becomes a thing. But eventually, they capitulate. They give me my rate. I get picked up by a guy named Gary Menke, who I guess has a reputation down south amongst a lot of comics. Sure. And now he is part of the pantheon of amazing, awful, negative associations in my mind now, too. Yeah, because you ask comics, like, who are the five worst bookers or five worst rooms? And and the majority of people will tell you the exact same rooms over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – so I, I get picked up by Gary Menke. By the way, I keep hearing about how awesome Marco Island is. How Captain Brian, you got to go. I go. I everybody stays on Marco. I didn't. I stayed at a microtel thirty minutes away. So you have to cross this bridge and like pay a toll. A to microtel. A microtel. Oh, literally bad. in the middle of nowhere. Right in the middle. I, I'm on a cul-de-sac next to an Arby's and a Culver's Burger, and then it's just wheat. There's nothing around me. It was really depressing. So, so I get picked up. Drive the half hour in, and then we're not going to the club. I'm like, where are we going? So he takes me to a church. I go, what the hell are we doing here? He goes, this is the gig. I'm like, all right, you got me, dude. You got me good. And I was laughing. It's like literally one of those things. And he's like, no, no, this is – I'm like, you are, are you fist-fucking me? This is really the gig? Right. He goes, yeah, I'm serious. So I go in, and I meet the guy. I go, I'd like to talk to who's in charge of this. And I meet the guy uh, who's – it's a senior community. It's for this church. And I go, I just want to get the parameters of the show down. I go, how long do you want the show to be? He goes, an hour. I go, <laughs> I go. what what kind of material? He goes, G-rated. We're in a church. I go, great. I go, how much are you paying? He goes, we're paying 5000 I, <laughs> I go, oh, 5000 I, I was supposed to get $250, right? 5000 for this thing. So I get on the phone with my agent, and we go back and forth. And we get Captain Brian on the phone. And we go, we just want to hear the parameters one more time from you. He goes, well, it's uh, PG-13. Uh, half hour, right? And again, you're getting you know like five hundred bucks for this. You know, this is a few years ago. I go, oh, okay. I just want to let you know. I went through the parameters right now, and I I detailed them. He goes, why would you talk to them? Why would you ask that? I, I go, this is show business. It's my business. He goes, right. it's none of your business. I go, it is show business. It's my business. Yeah, it's my time. It's my thing. I go, I'll do the show. We're gonna take care of this later. I go up. I do my set. All crowd work. All crowd right, work. Right. No material. Yeah, that's I, really all you can do. That's when you go over your set list. You're like, can't do that. Can't right. do that. Nope, definitely. Well, you don't know what that's like, Gary. <laughs> it's material in a notebook, just scratching things. So I go up. I do the show. At the end of the show, I hit the hour mark, and I just look up. I go, look, folks, you guys are fantastic. This is. It's been such a wonderful 
treat and privilege to get to perform for you all. I spent a lot of time doing CCD when I was young. I spent a lot of time my church associated with it, having fun. We were involved. You know what? This show's on me. Keep the check. Rip it up. Give it to the kids. Get some books for them. I don't care. This was such a treat to be here tonight. Thank you so much. Good night. Get off stage. Go back to Captain Brian's, do the show. The next day, I get a phone call. This guy's just screaming at me like, you don't know who you're fucking with, this, that, the other thing, threatening me. I'm like, trust me, Hollywood doesn't run through Marco Island. You can go fuck right. yourself. You're a grown man. You call, you call yourself Captain Brian? Go f- <laughs> fuck you. What's your name, Brian? Okay. So we get into it. I leave. Because you still had shows to do with him at his club, right? In the restaurant. That yeah, you- well, I did, the sat- I, I did the show Saturday, and then right. I'm done. So I leave, and then I think, you know, this guy, I, I think it was like 2500 It wasn't 5000 2500 is what is what it was. So basically what I did was I waited a month or two, and Gardell will attest to this. I waited a month or two, and what I did was I was like, you know what? That motherfucker tried to jip me at a 2500 so I'm going to get it out of him. So once a month, I would call in and place an order for food, ah. steaks, <laughs> lobsters, crabs, everything. I'd order right. about $100, $150 worth of food. They never took uh, credit card information. They right. never did. They, I said, hey, I'm, I'm here with the conference. We're ordering a bunch of stuff. We'd love to come down. We heard great things. Pumping them up. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We'll take so I would do that like once a month. I'd order some stuff. It would never right. get picked up. And I, I ran up the bill until I got to 2500 Really? And Gardell was there. And I told him the story, and he goes, no way. And I go, watch tonight. And he took a picture and sent it to me of all this food sitting on the bar. Because as you're performing on stage at that club, you can see the open-aired kitchen. Yeah, you're basically performing in a Red Lobster. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny because when I worked there the one time with Mitch Fatel, we we walked in the restaurant. I was like, oh, this is great. I said, where's the club? And he turns around and just points to the stage (laughs) in the middle of the restaurant. I was like, wow, this is it. And and you know, the the worst thing as a comic – is performing and just hearing the clinking of the silverware hitting the plates. It's just like like that's why like those gigs like on Valentine's Day or like those certain like specialty holidays they're yeah. the worst because it's more about selling the food. Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean you hear the ice machine. Yeah, or you hear the you hear the air ducts of the AC kick in. You're like, it's really quiet in here. There's there's a club that I used to do in Sunnyvale called Rooster Tea Feathers, and they literally every piece of food that they had. Uh, was warmed up with a microwave. So you'd be performing, you'd be oh, like, no. and, and then I was like, ding. <laughs> <laughs> there literally was a ding, like after like every joke. Well, that was the cue for them to get the pool hook. <laughs> uh, I remember a New York comedy club back in the day. I used to perform there all the time when I was a comic running around New York. And you literally walk in. There was no shame. Here's their kitchen. Their kitchen was a George Foreman grill <laughs> on the bar, and they pulled it down and put wings in there. And then they would just open it up and put the wings on a plate and go serve it. That was how they served wings. Amazing. It was just when, but by the way, it wasn't hidden. It was like next to like the Jaeger thing on a bar right. that you would see, and you're walking in. You're they like, trying to cover what it up. smells like burning rubber? And you're like, oh, it's the George Foreman grill. I remember when I worked with Ralphie May at the Funny Bone in Shreveport, which I think is gone. Mm-hmm. Before we even got there, Ralphie said the guy that runs this club is an asshole. Uh, don't like him. I'm just going to do the gig. Let's get in and out of here. Boom, boom, boom. So uh, this guy named Jason Ishii. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. Okay. I, I work A-rooms. <laughs> that Marco Island, definitely. 
<laughs> we can edit that part out and you can say that then. Well, sorry, Gary. I, I hate to be doing all this. It is summer right now. It's your peak season for performing at pool parties. That is true. This yeah. is when. Co- how is your, how's your bookings for Labor Day going? <laughs> Once I'm like the Trans Siberian Orchestra when it comes to. <laughs> you know how they only get booked? They yeah. only get booked in the Christmas time. Uh, but it's wedding season. Congratulations, forget Gary. It. Uh, so Ralphie was just talking about how horrible this guy was. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, this is just the clout Ralphie has. We go into the club, and this guy just made tons of renovations, just put a lot of money into it. And he says to Ralphie, he's like, what do you think of it? And Ralphie looks around. He's like, looks like a piece of shit to me. Jesus, and like, really? literally, he's like, look at this, this carpet and these curtains. It, like, it looks like you're filming a porno in here. Like, l- Ralphie was just shitting on it so badly. Yeah. And I remember saying to Ralphie, he's like, aren't you being a little hard on the guy? And Ralphie's like... Trust me, he's being nice now, but he will at some point this weekend fuck us over. Yeah. So I remember end of the week comes, Jason Ishii's standing giving this grandiose speech saying, hey, uh, we made a little bit more money this weekend. We're going to give Gary a bonus, this, that, and the other thing. So here's extra money. Ralphie and I take the checks. We're then out grabbing a bite to eat at a local bar. There's not much there in Treeport. Mm-hmm. About an hour after we leave the show, a guy, one of Jason's minions, comes in and says, hey, there's a problem. Jason miscalculated. He needs Gary's check back, and then is going to give me the original one, which was what it should have been for. Right. And Ralphie's like, you got to be shitting me. Like, we're here enjoying dinner. Show's over with. Get the fuck out of here. You just tell Jason you never ran into us. And anyway, long story short, he leaves, and they put a stop payment on my check. No. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ralphie knew. Ralphie knew. Ralphie's he's one of the best, literally. He's, He's such a good dude. He's a great guy off stage. On stage, he's a killer. He's a road dog, but he's been through the gauntlet. Yes. And if you ever, I mean, he's, I don't know. I love that guy. Couldn't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, he's always, he's, he's one of those great guys, too, where if they, if they're, he told me this great story. We were in Appleton, Wisconsin, yeah. and they were bringing him to the, the hotel, and I can't remember what hotel it was, and Ralphie said, oh, that's not the hotel that was in the contract, and the guy said, oh, it's sold out, this and that, and Ralphie's like, no problem, just take me back to the airport, I'll head home. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, head really? home? And Ralphie's like, yeah, I'll just head home. And the guy's like, well, wait a minute, you're about the show? He's like, no problem, we'll just take me back. Yeah. And, and it's just like, it, it's, it's a nice clout to have that you can just be kind of ballsy like that you know what i mean yeah the guy's been killing it for years and he's got his audience that's the great thing he's a guy that doesn't need the clubs the clubs need him right. he doesn't need the theaters the theaters need him because he has an audience i hope somebody is enjoying our omaha steaks this week yeah absolutely well hey we're at the finish line this is episode five in the books yep this has been so awesome getting to do this and uh having, having a blast the gentleman's dojo on all things comedy all things comedy keep in touch all things comedy right the uh I, I think Instagram is all hyphen a what underscore things underscore comedy uh, uh, on Twitter. It's all things comedy. Gary, where are you? Uh, Canon comedy. <laughs> I know you question you every time, but that is. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, in addition to our podcast, I am such a fan of so many of the other podcasts on this network. Yeah, there's so many great ones. So people should really check them all out. It's yeah, awesome. I love Steve Simone. He's one of the best. Uh, keep in touch with me, Steve Byrne Live. Everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Champion is on Netflix. It's an hour special I have. It's my third. Gary, how many do you? And we're going to be talking about what Gary of the can that you be did. seen at the Freehold Raceway Mall pool, <laughs> August sixth. It's a Wednesday yep. at two p.m. There's a uh, young child's bat mitzvah. I believe you're After working after Labor Day. My schedule just opens right up. <laughs> I'm the Trans Siberian Orchestra for right. pool parties. Thank you so much for listening to the Gentleman's Dojo. We'll see you next round for episode six. Love it.